0: hello Renee hey Crystal hey welcome everybody thank you for joining us we're Crystal and Renee and we are the true crime Bros. thanks Broads. for joining us today absolutely um, so um, we're going to get started here on our very first podcast about this topic which is the Missy Beavers case and this case hit me really really hard I know that Renee you're also a true crime fan but When we saw this one, um, we both had personal reasons for being attracted to this case and being hit hard by it. Um, I'll just tell my part real quick and then I'll have Renee tell hers. But um, I grew up in that area. I'm Missy's age and my three children are the same age as Missy's children. Coincidentally. Yeah, all three of them, the same age. So when I saw what happened to her that morning, I have just been obsessed with the case ever since I... I think I'm like a lot of people. I thought that it would be solved within the week. They have this guy on camera for 28 minutes, or this person on camera for 28 minutes, and I just couldn't believe it. We're still here, almost four years later. Okay, Renee, you go ahead and tell about your background.
1: Um, okay, so um, I'm kind of the same as you. I um I um am from the area. Um, I actually worked with Missy uh, many years back, and so. Um, I, I probably worked with her for about a year and, um, you know, seen her many times. Was she as um, sweet, as everyone says? She, she is absolutely precious. She oh, was no. very sweet, very cool, uh, very kind. She actually um, tried to get me to join uh, Thrive and to do the Camp Gladiators. Oh, yeah. And, you know you know how it is whenever you get older and stuff it's kind of hard to get started on working out and it's kind of intimidating because like she you know she was so fit and she was so I mean she wasn't ever like pompous about it she was always super sweet you know like oh no you know like that whenever I'd say you are you know, you know? <laughs> and, yeah she was so sweet and um and of course I didn't join it I had I had considered it but I I never did join and um and so then whenever I you know heard the news. And, you know, the first thing you think of, you're like somebody, you know, that is found dead in the church, you know, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I wonder if they like had a heart attack or, and then I find out that someone's murdered and I'm thinking, holy cow, and then the name and I'm like. Oh my gosh! Like I couldn't believe it. I was like in shock. And I mean, you're like, you like you actually said, knew her, exactly. Yeah, she's like our age, and you know, she's a beautiful. Family, and you know, you're just—it's just shocking. So of course, I got on Facebook, and I'm sure you did the same, and and searched for like information, and then I found this group, and um, and I thought, oh wow, a group. So I joined it, and that's actually where me and you met, and and started talking, and been you know, uh, it'll be four years in April. Yes. And you know what, I know we've said this before,
0: but we'll tell our listeners, you know, I think that Missy obviously stood for, um, helping others and helping other people grow and be healthy. And I think that she would love to know that such a great friendship as ours developed as a result of this horrible circumstance. Um, Absolutely. I think that she would love that, that comes yeah. in some small way. Yeah, um, exactly. But anyway, um, you wanna go ahead and explain what happened that morning? We will probably have listeners who are not familiar with the case. I guess we
1: should start from the beginning just to catch everybody okay. up. Okay, all right, we can do that. Okay, so um, okay, so on April 18th, um, it was around three fifty in the morning. Um, should I should I talk about what is seen or just what we knew from the beginning?
0: Um, I guess just what we saw on TV, maybe, and then how what we've learned since, which is probably a good place to start.
1: Okay, okay. So basically, um, in, on April eighteenth, which was on a Monday, it had rained. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> it it was one of those downpours for like I don't know, twelve hours or something. Like it it just didn't let up. So yeah. we hear on the news that um, someone has been killed, and it well at first it was just that she had died, and then we find out later that that this woman had been killed, and it's Mrs. It, I'm sorry. It's Missy Beavers. She goes by Missy, but her name is actually Terry Beavers, but her name is Missy. I knew her as Missy. She doesn't even use the name Terry, apparently just for, you know, right. or whatever. So that was on a Monday. Um, so then later we find that the police ends up um, sharing um, a small piece of a clip of a person seen wandering around the church and they first appear on video surveillance at the Creekside Church of Christ, which is in Midlothian, Texas, at 3.50 in the morning. So they, they just showed like little pieces of this person just, and you can't tell if it's a man or a woman. They're just walking around and just kind of nonchalantly, you know, walking around. I think the first clip was like, I don't know, 20 seconds or something. I don't know. You may remember. <clears throat> and then right. they end up. They end up um, releasing another one, another piece. And I guess they kind of put them together. So at this point, I think it's like maybe like 40, 50 seconds. And then, of course, it ends up being like a full two minutes and 26 seconds, I think, is what it is. I'm not positive on the number. But anyway, so this person seen walking around the church. And then um, Camp Gladiator uh, participants arrive um, at 4.35. And at 5 o'clock, now that time has differed. You know, and I guess we'll get into that later. Right. <clears throat> but around five to five oh five, there was two nine one one calls made from the church, and then the fire department, you know, came and the police department came, and Missy was dead on arrival, and uh, she she was she was dead, and um, I guess a couple of campers, which we don't know who it was, you know, showed up and. And nobody knew what happened. I guess this person escaped without anybody seeing them, which is amazing because the time frame, they showed up at 3.50. She gets there at 4.16. Um, she shows, she's shown on video surveillance walking in at 4.20. And at 4.35, which is 15 minutes, the first camper shows up. And then 2911 calls at five, 5 or 5.05. 05, I'm not sure which. So really talking about An hour and 10 minutes for all of that. Just a really,
0: really short amount of time. And for those of us watching this unfold on TV, hearing about it, wasn't that the most shocking? Now, I realize it made national news, but I think us here locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth area were hit by this constantly in the news all day and the week. Wasn't that
1: just the craziest thing you'd ever seen in your life? It, it really was. I mean, it was like, you, you, you know, because like I said, I was expecting them to say, you know, I, I don't know why my first thought was somebody had a heart attack, but, you know, you're yeah, thinking, exactly. gosh, how did they just, you know, just go to church and then they just, they're dead. And, and then you're thinking, why are they there on a Monday? But apparently this is something that the camp gladiators have, like, I think maybe five or six days a week and they yeah. have like several, um, several of the, uh, you know, classes throughout the day so that people, and I guess obviously her class was uh, one for people that like to do it before they go to work. That way they get their workout in, you know, and then they go to work and and go about their day. Um, But anyway, they have the classes throughout the day. So I think they have them, you know, like five and, you know, 12 to all throughout the day. And, you know, so this was a a normal thing for her to have this. It wasn't, um, you know, this was every week. And um, so, yeah, it was absolutely shocking because I thought, oh, my gosh, like somebody went in there and murdered this. N- murdered me. I, it was, and I was your wondering. first
0: question is why? I mean, exactly. Why? Yeah. I mean, there's never a good reason to be murdered or some, to murder someone. But you see this mom trying to make a little extra money for her family. And she's up there. I was going to say the crack of dawn, before the crack of dawn.
1: Exactly. Setting
0: up, setting up her equipment for a class. I mean, can you think of anything more innocent than that? If she gets yep. bludgeoned to death, it just Absolutely. doesn't make
1: any sense. Yeah. church in a church
0: in our, in our old neighborhood.
1: Yeah, in a church. Yeah. And, and what makes it so bad is, you know, all these people that, that teach classes or go to classes, they're probably petrified to even go again, which I know people still go. But I'm sure that they have a much better plan in place now, uh, which I'm glad. And I hope that, n- that nothing like this ever happens again to somebody. But, I mean, you know, exactly. that's...
0: Well, with this part, and then you know, fast forward to where we are today, this person's still on the loose. Yep. I mean it could happen again. Yeah, it's really crazy.
1: Yeah, Um, I really but also
0: you know, you said something a few minutes ago. I wanted to kind of put an asterisk next to you, is you had said that um, the perk got away without anyone seeing them. You know, as you and I both know, that was the initial reports. But I just kind of wanted to tell our listeners that in a future podcast, we um, did some research. Um, with another partner of ours and found out that something might have been seen. So
1: we'll definitely yeah. get into that. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this case is uh, probably one of the more complex ones that I've ever, because I've always been interested in true crime and, and I know you have the same. Um, <clears throat> it's one of the more complex ones that I've ever literally known about, read about, watched Absolutely. anything. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: Yes, I totally agree. It's, it's just insane. It's mind boggling. Um, exactly. My husband and I talk about it all the time. And just, you know, you and I obviously talk about it all the time. Just how could, how could we still be here four years later?
1: Um, exactly. Yep. I'm so walk. one of the things that happened in the beginning, of course, you know, uh, when someone is, you know, is murdered, um, you know, they contact everybody. Um, and so obviously one of the first things that happened and I'm not sure exactly, or we'll get into this more specifically later, but the husband was notified. So he was um, out of town on an annual fishing trip. Um, he was in Biloxi, Mississippi. And so someone contacted him and, um, he was just about to get on his, uh, charter, um, ship that goes out and they do, you know, big time fishing and someone caught him. And so they had to tell him the horrible news. And um, so him and, and I don't know who, someone that he was there with, they, they came back. And then of course he had to contact family members to go over and be with his children because they were at home. And um, so then, you know, they did that. And then of course all the, you know, everything just goes crazy. Everybody's trying to figure out what happened, you know, and everybody's like checking on all their family and, you know, is everybody okay? Right. And um, I mean, it's just a big whirlwind at this point trying to figure I- out what happened
0: i I remember her husband brandon um saying early on in the media that if it just would have been a few minutes later that he got that phone call they wouldn't have been able to reach him he was going to be without cell service so yeah it's kind of miraculous that he was able to get that news and then jump into his friend yeah
1: that would have been back in a
0: rental car and um so
1: yeah, that's I can't imagine crazy. how horrible that trip back home was. Cause I mean, driving back from there, and I'm not sure exactly the time frame, but I want to say it's in the neighborhood of anywhere from six to seven hours, maybe five and a half, six hours to drive from there to here. And I mean, what a horrible trip, you know.
0: Yeah. And also um just I heard um, I mean, I'm not I'm not friends with him, but I've heard from others that he was fielding calls all the way home. And I can only imagine that. Imagine that horrifying news. Yeah, I bet he was
1: on the phone the entire time. So yeah, that's that's
0: what people say, calling friends, family, back and forth. What happened? What'd you hear? And also weren't there initial reports that, I can't remember who said this on the news. I think it might've been Missy's sister-in-law looking back on it. We'll have to review those interviews, but I believe it was her that said that initially they told Brandon that she had died in a car accident. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, because
1: they had an accident. Yes, I yes, remember that. It
0: was just too much to try to explain, I guess, all this crazy stuff over the phone. They might have been afraid of people being too distraught without being able to speak about it in person. I don't really know. But for whatever yeah. reason, law enforcement told him that she had died in a car accident. I don't know whose call that was. I don't know if the family decided that or if MPD decided that. Do you?
1: No, I, I remember hearing exactly what you're saying. I just don't remember how yeah, it came so- about.
0: I don't think we ever found out who the call that was or whose decision. That was,
1: um, anyway,
0: yes, just a horrific, horrific day. It changed the lives of so many people. Whoever perpetrated this crime has changed people's lives forever, especially her daughters. Um, yes. They're never going to have their mom there to do all the stuff together that you do with your mom, all three of those girls.
1: The youngest one, do you remember how old she was? I don't remember now. Um,
0: 2016. Let me think about how old my youngest was. We'll see if I can do math in my head. I think she was
1: eight. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I had it in my, there's, there's the, the, again, to all our listeners, this case is so complex that it's so much information that, I mean, as we do know a lot of information, obviously that's one of the reasons that we're doing the podcast to get the information out. We're hoping that, you know, it'll get shared in, in, in the right place and, and at some point, somebody will talk or, or something but anyway it's a lot for us to remember and I know there's sometimes I can remember certain things and other times I'm like I don't remember you know it's just so much right right so thank goodness but, uh, that
0: we've thank us for screenshots <laughs> and
1: yes messenger screenshots. messages and, text yes, and emails exactly. and all that stuff
0: that we can refer back to exactly um, yeah, we have done a really lot of work stuff. on this case and we started right away um, mm-hmm. but I really didn't I don't know about you but at the very beginning I didn't really feel like I had to do a lot of digging I thought whoa they're on this that guy's on video or whoever it is is on video they're gonna yeah a car. and then yeah, I think we all started digging mm-hmm. <coughs> later when we realized whoa this thing's moving slowly this is not normal
1: yeah um, yeah really
0: unusual about this case
1: yeah it was um I remember um, in the very beginning that they, you know, they, they showed the video and then shortly after that, I don't remember how far apart between the video from the church, but then they started releasing video of a car seen uh, across, uh, not far from the church at the SWFA. And that is a yes. uh, place where you can buy um, all types of um, weapons, guns, rifles, you know, we- um any, any, t- anything you need for that, they, they've got it there. This is a, this is a very um, large. Um, what am I trying to say? Sometimes I get a it's, lot. of... It's basically
0: a gun store, right? I mean, yeah, it's a gun it store, a- but
1: they have, they have other things there. I think maybe like offices or something because it's super big. But they have yeah, some that's true. Um, video surveillance cameras there all around the building. So apparently. They checked their cameras, maybe the police asked them to. I don't know how that came about um and found a car you know driving around the building at two o'clock in the morning and um and and obviously, at this point, we still don't know if it has anything to do with the case, but regardless, this is the order of events um and so they saw a car going around the building kind of suspicious so the I believe s w f a decided to release the video. The police did not. And yeah. so they released the video and then of course everybody just went, you know, crazy tr- watching it, trying to figure out if they could see anything, doing screenshots, zoom in, you know, all right. this, all this stuff. and I mean, I've Remember done it Remember people
0: in the Facebook groups? I think I see a dog, you know? Yes. Like, what? Yes.
1: yes. yes. <laughs> there's been really, really... Of hand
0: and bizarre. Yes. How many yes. hours do you think were wasted trying to make out what was in there? I say wasted, that's not wasted, but to me, I could never, I guess. Maybe it's like the ink blot test. Maybe I wouldn't see anything in those either. But I never saw a darn thing in that car. I couldn't make yeah. anything.
1: and you know like what blobs? What's crazy about it is the police department. They 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 did release a uh, a screenshot or a snapshot, whatever you want to call it, of the car. The closest up one at the very end of the video. There's a, they did a close up of the back end of the car, and they. Said, if anybody sees a car, a 2010 to 2012 Nissan Altima, um, light colored or silver um, in color, you know, and you were in this parking lot, whatever, let us know. Well, anyway, they also referenced a oval sticker on the back of the car. Right. So everybody was looking for a Nissan Altima in the area mm-hmm. with a sticker on the back of it. I was even doing it. We seen one one day, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And so I, I sent a. a A picture of this car with a sticker on it to the police department and they're like no that's not it and and then little did i know later i realized there's not even a sticker on the back of the car it's like a reflection because we ought to remember it's pouring down rain it's Mm -hmm. dark the wind is blowing there's all kinds of reflections of light and trees and wind and you know and i guess it was a reflection because as you see the car going to the spot to stop before they turn out of the SWFA parking lot and take a right uh, down to 87, there's not a sticker. It just happens whenever the car's in a certain position. That is so interesting. So,
0: and, and doesn't it make you wonder how law enforcement didn't realize that? I, I would think that they would have run that through some kind of, I don't know, investigation that you know people who specialize in investigating videos first before they tell the whole public to be looking out for this oval sticker and exactly. fact it probably didn't
1: even exist yep that was yeah, odd you know they, don't, they don't mention the sticker anymore they stopped mentioning the sticker so that's yeah. good i mean lots of people waste the time on that but it oh, but yeah. so so that those um you can find um both of these videos to all our listeners um the the uh, church is going to be the creekside church of christ and you can go to youtube and just type in creekside church of christ and we'll put a link on our Instagram page so that you can, you know, click it and see it if you haven't already seen it. And then, of course, the SWFA, um, the car circling the parking lot, we'll, we'll put a link on there, too, so y'all can see that.
0: Awesome. That'll be great. Um, and Didn't you think it was interesting how MPD showed us um, a still shot of the... with that weird oval reflection on it? Yes. Yeah. But it was actually swfa i don't know if it was a manager or an employee somebody from swfa released the video and put it on youtube yes. and that's what got everybody talking it's i found it interesting that mpd didn't release the video what's up with that they just took a still shot to show the right video. I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. i mean i'm not saying it means anything but but you know and then something else i kept waiting and watching i thought mpd is probably gonna make them pull that off of youtube but they yep. didn't i was kind a- of So even, yeah, even though they didn't release it themselves, they were okay with them releasing it. Yeah,
1: I was surprised, too. But, I mean, I was glad that they did. I mean, like I said, we don't know whether it really has anything to do with the case. They just wanted to talk to the person. The the latest um, news um, about it, news story, I guess, um, they did mention that they're still looking to talk to the person of the vehicle. Like I said, they don't actually know if it has anything to do with the case. But the car is acting very suspicious, and I know me and you kind of differ on that, and, and that's fine. Because neither one of us knows, So we just, you know, we'll make sure everybody right. knows. Oh, no,
0: no, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I don't know. It just, you know, I kind of go back and forth right. on it.
1: I do too. I do too. I go back and forth on a lot of things. And that's one of the things also that in the very beginning, in the very beginning of this case, Middle Mid- Oathian Police Department put out an official press release. And I think that was on April 19th. 2016, and they kind of went through the uh, order of events, and um, and that they were, you know, investigating what had happened, and wanted to let everybody know that they were on it. Um, they um, also wanted to let everybody know that they were referring to the person as a he, but now there is su- insufficient facts to justify referring to the suspect as either male or female, as they they just didn't know. So that was good. You know, we don't know. They don't know. Cause I mean, I guess you just kind of assume, especially with the person, you know, looking possible like a man in the video, but you know, we don't know. So that that was, and and you know, what,
0: what made me think male when I first saw it was, you know, this is before the male, female debate even came up when I was seeing that video at the beginning, it never crossed my mind that it wasn't a male. I'm just thinking you went to this dark pitch, dark church in the middle of the night alone, that alone would terrify exactly. me. I wouldn't care what kind of, I don't care what kind of mission I was on. I would be scared myself. And then um, walking around in the church alone, waiting for her to come in. And then the swift and efficient delivery of violence that just spoke male to me too. Just sort of everything they did. And we can talk more about that in future podcasts, but my vote is still male. And I know there's the debate still continues um, in social groups and online in general just you know when you see um youtube comments or you see comments on news stories that debate is still wider right. than the public right
1: yeah it's i guess it's going to continue until they solve the case it'll always be that way which i mean makes sense i mean there's always going to be right. i mean because now one of the other um what are the other big um stories about this case that is going to continue to be a debate which some of it i don't realize i don't understand why it's a debate but i guess you know to each his own but one of the the biggest things is okay so the person broke into the church obviously, before Missy got there. They're seen walking around the church at 3.50. So I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, they they broke in at 3.40. I mean, I don't know, just before 3.50 when they are seen on video. So they broke into the church. They're dressed up, you know, to look like a police officer, and they're covered from head to toe. Like, they have a helmet on. They have a police jacket on. They have um, some type of pants on, whether it's baklava or, you know, whatever, some type of pants, boots, shoes, whatever. Um, this is what we think we see, not what we we know now. But OK, so this person breaks into the church and a lot of people will watch it and say, oh, she must have, you know, interrupted a burglary. OK, so we know or I think we know <laughs> this is my opinion, because obviously I don't know for a fact, but I'm I'm thinking that common sense tells you. She didn't interrupt a burglary because they weren't taking anything. Oh, okay. If they were there to take something, yeah. they would have been taking something. They would have had something to put something in. They didn't have anything. They just walking around breaking. And things.
0: also, <laughs> and also, you don't need that silly outfit to run in and grab exactly. some things and leave. I mean, a ski mask and a black shirt and pants would have done just exactly. Fine. Just yes. so I, yeah, that was a very, in my opinion, putting all that stuff on. That's very theatrical. Yeah. You know, that's very much like I'm going to make an impression on someone. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I kind of have a few theories on why they were wearing that stuff to intimidate Missy, to
1: confuse her, to throw her off, um, to protect them. And maybe to even um, gain her trust, you know? Hey, yeah. here, I'm, I'm here because somebody broke in. Come over here with me, you know, or, or whatever. motion for her you you would see a you know person with a a police wording on the front of or the back of their you know clothing you're going to go oh my gosh the police, and you're going to run to them like oh protect me you know that's what exactly yeah
0: and 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 also I think another reason for the gear I think it's kind of a screw you to the police I think they knew those cameras were working inside and I just kind of that's my conjecture I know we said we're gonna try to stick to the facts but if I can throw in an opinion here and there, I'll say that I just have this feeling that that person was also just saying, yeah, you yeah. can, you can try, but you're not going to catch Right? Me. Yeah. way to go in PD, you know, yeah. but who knows? Yeah. I could be wrong on that. That
1: was a big debate, um, you know, and, and, and it still is actually people go back and forth about it all the time. And that's one of the few things that I'm like, no, that was not a burglary gone wrong. I mean, you know, no, I
0: agree. I'm so glad you brought that up because we still see that in some of the social networking Um, groups that discuss this, you know, whether it be Reddit or what have you. And I just can't imagine um, someone sauntering around, peeking indoors, not looking all that interested in what's behind the doors, just sauntering around a church for half an hour. That's weird. I mean, if you're looking to steal something, you run in and you start ransacking and grabbing, and you get yeah. out. Yeah,
1: and and they are seen on video. And and for those of you that, like I said, that haven't seen it, we we realize there are people out there that haven't seen it, which is kind of amazing. But there are people out there. Uh, when you watch the video, you will see this person, um, you know, nonchalantly trying, you know, walking in and out of doors, um, opening doors, and then there's one that they don't get open, and they kind of. Ever so gently trying to get into it. I mean, it's, there's no force in it at all. And I'm, I'm not, never had to break in anything before, but I promise you, if I really wanted to try, I would give it a whole lot more effort than they did. <laughs> you know, they just, yeah. And, and that's,
0: and that's, and, and, and you bring me, to, you bring up another point here is this person is about to brutally murder the person they're waiting to arrive. Brutally and they're just kind of acting like they're at the mall i mean they just look relaxed like a stroll in the park on sunday morning just just not a care in the
1: world the fact that they're just basically wasting time waiting on her to get this person knew she was coming they knew about what time she was coming so you know that that says a lot about the case i mean I, i say it says a lot it doesn't help to solve it obviously or it would be solved but it it does have some you know um information about this person they 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 knew they knew stuff
0: yes and also there's a big debate about should we be posting what we're doing on social media especially ahead of time you know you hear debates about well I I've saw friends of mine announcing that they were at Disneyland it's like well your house in Dallas might get robbed now maybe you should have waited until you got right. back you know um so you know missy was trying to get she gets my understanding is in camp gladiator you get paid more if you have more people attending and paying for the classes it makes sense so she wanted those posts to be public she wanted people to see what time they started hopefully some more people would come um and you know it makes sense on the one hand that you would post that stuff like she did the night before mm-hmm. it was fairly early at night what was it about 7 30 or 8 or something like maybe it was even 9 she said I'm going to bed because I have to be up at 3 if it's raining we're still training your gladiators will be there we're just going to work out under the awning if it's raining so what she was saying was come rain come shine we will be there and so the perpetrator all you got to do is have access to Facebook
1: and you know exactly where missing right and I don't think and, and this is again this is my opinion again I don't think this is something where the person said oh She's going to be there in the morning. Well, let me just get this all planned out. I think they already knew. But but again, this is something that she did all the time, like you said. So, yes, they had the ability to know where she was going to be and when. But they had
0: to. Well, and plus, plus you know, locations do change. Yes. She seemed to be on a roll of of being at that one church. But there were different locations yes. throughout her time at yes. Gladiator, yes. you know. Yes. And they would have needed to check to make sure that they were up on the latest. Right. You know? yeah. To make sure, because what if she was at some totally different church that morning? Yeah, it that yeah, it
1: definitely helped them for the for sure. I totally agree with that. I just I know a yeah. lot of people, but like you said, that you know they said don't you know tell your location and stuff, and that and that's unfortunate. That's just something that that you uh, you're going to have to do if if you're in this type of business, you know. Right, I agree because you want people to know where you're going right. to be.
0: It's really. Right yeah that's really difficult yeah
1: and there's, there's a lot of different classes. I know that they have them all throughout the dallas Fort Worth, the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, but I think it originated in Austin, which is where um, Missy was the week or was it the week before or the weekend before
0: you know it was it was she literally yeah I, I agree with you though by the way, I think the headquarters are right there in yeah. Austin, um, and that's why they have the events right. there, but she actually got back from the Austin Camp Gladiator trip um, hours before she was killed. So that's something we should probably explore um, in a future podcast. Okay. Um, that I know that um, I've had the great pl- privilege of talking to A.J. Tucker, a nice guy. Um, we'll ask him some questions about, you know, what went on? Did he notice anything strange that weekend? Because, you know, if you really think about it, she was only home about 12 hours from that Austin trip before she got murdered. Right. Now there may, there may be no connection there, but there might be some kind of a connection yeah. there. What happened in Austin did, and people have floated the idea that someone became obsessed with her in Austin and followed her home. Yeah.
1: I mean, it sounds didn't crazy, but funny. obviously
0: this person, this person is crazy. Right? Exactly. I mean, yeah.
1: so, Normal people don't so just go around murdering somebody and bludgeoning them to death.
0: <laughs> that yeah. just doesn't, you know, exactly. So, you know, I I would like us to explore that and um, I'm sure AJ would be happy to help us with that. Um, So anyway, I think what we we should probably do too is open it up to our listeners. If anyone has any questions that they would like for us to look into or to talk about. And we are, we're humble. We've done a lot of research, but we're humble and we're willing to do a lot more and we're planning to do more. So um, let us know what you want to know more about. And if we don't already have a lot of data. Um, in our research we will find it so um let us know message us through instagram um our instagram that renee set up for us is called true crime broads you can't miss us yes. so let us and know. we'll try
1: to put the link of like the um her first uh, her post that she made be- the morning before she was murdered um if it's Training, yes. training that kind of thing just just things that people want to see that if you haven't already um you know been in the case or heard of it heard of it before you know we'll put that let, that link in there for you and so um that way you can you know see it and kind of follow along with us as we go through the uh, event that as things you know transpired
0: right, yeah, we would love to have our listeners help guide the material so that you'll want to keep listening. We want everyone to be happy with the podcast and we don't just want to be talking to ourselves here. Exactly. So we definitely want people to chime in and with what they're interested in hearing Exactly.
1: About. So shortly after um, they released the, the, the two, well, actually three pieces of video and then they combined them. And then they released the video of um, the SWFA parking lot. Um, then they started um, talking about uh, the person breaking in um, and then they started talking about the, the height of the person and um, a, a few descriptions of the person as much as they could tell from the video. And in the beginning, it started out with this person is about six foot tall. Was it six foot or six foot one? I can't remember something like that.
0: I think it was six foot male six was foot
1: male. the original description That's where they started out at. And then it changed and went to, was it five five to five eight? I think and so. I, I'll have to look back through my no, notes. It
0: it just was all. No, I was
1: over the place, and then and then of course they recanted the whole. We 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 were coming back off the statement that this person is a he because it could be a he or she, and then they changed, and and then I think the final um, height was about a year ago, and I think they said five and a, five and a half foot to five seven and a half or something.
0: Well, no, the last one, they said five, um, seven to five, nine plus three quarters of an inch. Either way. Which either right, way. I remember, yes, either way, plus or minus. And I remember it brought us up to about five ten on the higher side. So then that started sort of opening people up to people that we, you know, persons of interest that some of us had already excluded based on height and made us include them again. Yeah. But I, I, I know that. MPD, and I know they have good reasons for this, but I know that they have been played this really close to the vest. They haven't given the public a whole lot of information at all. Right. If we really right. think about it, we don't even know her manner of death.
1: Honestly, right. Yeah, they just What
0: what's what weapon was used? Right. Um, and right. so, you know, we know so little. I really I'm one of I'm in the category of people that's a little suspicious of these height ranges because. That should have been really easy to determine. They had the FBI. They had that um, forensic video lab in Tarrant County, state-of-the-art working on the video. I don't believe that they could only get it within a five-inch range. I just don't believe that. Um, I'm ready to be proven wrong any day, but that just sounds fishy to right. me. Uh, they can't, it's almost a half a foot difference and they don't know. I don't know if I buy it. Right. So I also I struggled. When they initially said six foot male, I always kind of felt like that was probably the accurate description. And they did all this backpedaling, pretending that it became, you know, that their description was different because they had different people looking at the video. But I just find it hard to believe that they have to change it that many times. And they backpedaled and said, well, it might be a female, you know, I And mean, I just, my my personal opinion on it is that they were probably telling the truth at the beginning. Because if you remember, it was Brandon that blurted that six foot male out yes, that they had told him. I don't believe, yeah. I don't believe MPD told us that at the beginning. I haven't been able, I've looked and looked and I haven't been able to find any quote from MPD about that, but Brandon said it right. at the beginning. Yeah. And I have a feeling they've told him, is, you know, don't say that. I right. don't want that getting out. That's just my opinion. That could be wrong. Yeah,
1: they they probably, you know, and, and you got to remember, Midlothian is um, a small town and there hasn't been a murder in Midlothian in probably, what year was that other one? Was that like 20 years ago? I think it was oh, not quite I- 20 years ago. I- like,
0: which which one are you referring um,
1: to? The, the police officer that was killed in... No,
0: that was in the late 80s. Okay,
1: so... That was okay. really so long, was long a literal, literal, It was literally longer than 20 years ago. Okay, so th- there hasn't been a murder in, in Midlowski in a very long time. So these officers are not, you know, I mean, we're not trying to say that they don't know how to do their job. But, I mean, they don't know how to to, to, to handle a murder case like this. Because no. never had they just to, don't have fortunately. the experience.
0: Mm-hmm. No, they don't have the
1: experience. They don't. Have experience, experience, I mean, so,
0: and, and like you said, this is a complicated case. This would be difficult for a police force that had really seasoned detectives. Yes. On it. yes. Um. Yeah. so I mean it's, I understand why it's
1: you know involved. how you, you watch a, a, a murder movie or a mystery any kind of movie and, and the plot just thickens and it just keeps twisting and turning and you're like wow that's kind of like this case I mean you, you you're like oh my goodness like it's just there's so many segments so we will end up doing uh, quite a few um, of these to to get through the you know the case so that people can be aware of it and, and hopefully, um, we're, we're hoping to spread awareness to journalists or or someone that can do stories on this to to get it noticed and hopefully eventually solve the case. I mean, we're hoping for new technology, yes. whatever. It,
0: if we accomplish nothing else, I hope that we can spread some awareness on this case. I think a lot of people don't realize it's not. I, I will talk to people sometimes. Um, in life and it'll co- it'll come up and people are shocked that it's not solved yeah yet, yeah that was, falling. That was never solved that.
1: oh my goodness yeah exactly
0: yes yeah, so I, if we can just raise awareness that has not been solved and just try to help keep it warm in some way and like you said if we could get some kind of media attention on this case I don't know it's such a fascinating case even if you're not from this area I'm really shocked that the local and the national media or international media hasn't taken this more seriously. This is a fascinating case. It is. It really is. Um, Yeah. And um, really sad too. So we really hope that Missy's killer gets caught. Um, I tend to think they know who it is just based on some of the research we've done and they just cannot get enough of the information that rises to the legal definition of evidence. I think they probably have a lot of circumstantial but that's not going to cut it. This is a capital murder case. So you know, they they can't mess around with this. They have to, when they arrest this person, they've got to be pretty much ready to go to trial. They can't mess anything yeah. up. And I think that's the pressure. That's the pressure they're under, under and I don't envy them yeah. at all.
1: They had, um, in the very beginning, I, I think they had over 2,000, don't quote me on this number, but over 2,000 um, tips that came in from all over the country um, of people you know, that had some idea, but a lot of it was just, I think the person might be this person, or I think you need to check. my neighbor. Yes. I think you yeah. need to check my brother's cousins, sister's neighbor, because he walks funny, you know, it, a lot of the tips <laughs> were like that. And so they, I yeah, that. they had to go through all of those things. And that took up so much time for them to have to go through there and check the person out and, you know, whatever. And then. When,
0: and I remember Kevin Johnson saying they even got a call from Australia. Yes. Somebody out there was speculating yes. like
1: what they thought. And it's like, they obviously know they're we need speculating. We need yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that that made it really hard for them. So, you know, we we I mean, I know that they catch a lot of, you know, heck over the case not being solved. and I mean, they, I mean, that you got to remember, these guys don't deal with this every day. They just deal with your everyday, you know, run-of-the-mill crimes, unfortunately, that you see on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever. They don't see murders, they, especially not something like this. Right. So...
0: Yeah, and they seem like great guys. MPD does so many nice things. If you look at their Facebook book, uh, page, there's people on there complimenting them and the reviews are like, oh my gosh, I'd broken down the side of the road. They changed my tire. I mean, I just think that thankfully, Midlothian is a pretty safe place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think bikes get stolen. I think there are break-ins and stuff. But as far as murders, um, Midlothian has been very fortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You were mentioning that last murder being the one um, from the Midlothian high school case back in the late 80s. You know, I keep reading, and no one ever says what it is, but they keep saying this is Medlothian's first murder in seven years. Um, I read that. So, read seven years before twenty sixteen, I don't remember hearing about a murder. So that's kind of interesting. I guess yeah. it must have been simple to solve, and it just didn't make the news. I guess I we know.
1: need to to research that and see what they're talking about because I read that too. And and in the beginning, mm-hmm. you hear um, the uh, police chief say that they hadn't had a murder in almost 20 years or over 20 years or whatever he said. And then you read right. seven years. I don't know what they're referring to. So I guess, and, um, what would that, what would that be? 2016? Um trying to figure out what the year would be. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 20, um,
0: 2009
1: again. Okay. So 2009, um, I I don't know of a murder that happened then either. So I guess we'll just have to research it and see if yeah, there's something. Yeah, and, and,
0: and none of the locals um, seem, I'm not local anymore, but um, I'm close enough by I would have heard about it. And none of the locals seem to know what in the heck anyone's talking about with that murder seven years before Missy's. So, right. You know, the the only kind of big, splashy murder was the one from the late 80s that made all the newscasts. And there's been books written about it, which I suspect will be the case in Missy's case as well. Um but, yeah, for the time being, there's not enough attention on her case right now. And I don't know if MPD has successfully shooed the media away and they just haven't kept pressing or what. Right. It's really weird.
1: But I would think that they would be there pushing and pushing for information. Yes, exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, it's It's just... Ugh, it's so frustrating, man. and it's so hard to even to do a podcast on this case because you can't do it in one segment, like I said, it's kind of like a series that you see on t v where you know they have you know uh ten seasons and ten episodes per season or something. That's what this would entail to tell the whole story i mean seriously it's uh, exactly it's so and, and, and
0: exactly and and plus you know there's been so many persons of interest. I'm not sure how many of these are actual persons of interest. It's really important, I think, for us to draw the line between the fantasies that are happening on social media regarding this case and the actual facts that are verifiable. Right, It's a big difference. Um, We have seen plenty of POIs raked over the coals in Facebook groups, for example, or on Reddit. And when you look at the public records, I mean, MPD hasn't even interviewed them and they haven't even they haven't done a search warrant on them exactly yeah. so it means just like well i mean that was just a bunch of made-up stuff and in so the beginning
1: i believe they, they they put these a lot of these people a uh, person of interest on the target list because they were either supposedly now I know that there was a there this is kind of goes back and forth and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about where some people were included as persons of interest because they were maybe seen as a incoming call or an outgoing call on Missy's phone or woman's phone but then later we find that some of that is not true so we're not sure how some of the people got on the target list
0: Right. And I saw another article. And of course, you know, the media can get things wrong all the time. So grain of salt. But I also saw an article recently that said the target numbers were people who were either saved in her phone, had talked to her in the last several months. See, we were led to believe at the beginning, these were the people that talked to her right before she died. But it ended up being, oh, that was maybe a text or something saved on her phone Mm -hmm. or Maybe an email. So it's like, okay, well, that opens it up a lot more, yeah, um, exactly. especially if it's going back several months, not just a few days before. Right. Yeah, that's
1: what we do. And
0: you never know. And you know, the way MPD um, really promoted that search warrant, I mean, what I mean by that is they gave it to the media and 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 allowed them and encouraged them to broadcast that. I think that might have been a tactic to try to shake some people out that they were a little concerned about at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, or it could have been to detract away from the person they thought that really did it, because I know that there um, is information on uh, persons of interest that have never been released that we've found search warrants on. So we will discuss that in future podcasts. Right. So I really I really don't know what the purpose of that initial target list was. It was 10 phone numbers for nine people. And we will put that search warrant on our Instagram yes. And it is the reason it's 10 numbers and nine people is because two of the phone numbers were for her husband, Brandon Beavers, and then
1: the rest of them are family and acquaintances. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And there's some of them. Uh, and so the very first one that is going to be on there, uh, I, I guess the first one, I don't know that it's really the first one, but you know what I'm saying? One of the first um, persons of interest. Um, are we mentioning names? I mean, if it's in the public record, I think it's okay. I just yeah. want to make sure. So the very one of the very first ones was uh, a man by the name of Casey Williams. Um, and he is a person that Missy was, uh, it was verified that she was messaging him through LinkedIn. Um, and, and it was literally before her murder. And I think starting in January through her death, I think they started talking in January and, 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 the, According to records, they had never actually met. So um, they had to talk to him. And and I believe, um, you know, I guess they served him a search warrant. I know that they they have some documents that has his name listed and so forth. And I believe he got cleared pretty quickly.
0: Yes, I agree. Because they only did a search warrant on his LinkedIn, and I believe his Facebook. And then they let him go, apparently, because there's no further search warrant. Yeah. Later on, yes. and we'll discuss this in a future podcast, we found that they did a full-blown search warrant of someone's home, car, and electronic devices. Right. They didn't do that to Casey Williams. Right. So, so whatever, he, whatever he said to them, I assume they spoke to him in person. Um, <clears throat> rumor has it he went down there and spoke to MPD and got cleared quickly, but we don't have anything to back we have that no up. But we do further know than that, yeah. Right. We do know that um, there's no further search warrants on him because we checked fairly often right. and there has to date not been any other search warrant activity on Casey Williams. So whatever he said or whatever his alibi was or whatever his story was, they must have been satisfied
1: with it. Exactly. That. Yeah. He was just one of the first ones, I guess, because she was talking on LinkedIn. And and that that brings right. us to an important part of this this case is that um, so Missy had a friend and we do not know who this person is. They do they have never named this person, but a close friend who said I do believe it was while she was in Austin that said Uh she received a message on LinkedIn from someone she didn't know. And both, both Missy and her friend agreed that the message was creepy and strange and nobody knows, you know, who this was from, who it was from obviously, or what it was about or what it said, because the woman didn't remember um, who, you know, the name or, or anything, but that's what started the LinkedIn, um, search warrant you know the search warrant for finding people she was talking to on LinkedIn
0: right and I remember myself hearing this information I thought you know what at the very start of this I thought wow what are the odds because at the time I didn't realize people use LinkedIn socially I just thought LinkedIn is about the driest (laughs) You know, social media, it's about getting jobs and yeah, networking exactly. your resume around. I was just like, I still know how not to do this. people don't hang out on exactly. LinkedIn. So I was thinking whoever, whoever sent her the weird, um, whether they were threatening or just creepy, whatever they were, those weird anonymous emails, obviously under a fake, I say anonymous, so it must've been a fake account because she, she and her friend didn't recognize the right. name, whoever this was. I thought, oh my gosh! I bet that's the same guy that she's talking to on LinkedIn. Right. It's got to be the same person because who communicates on LinkedIn? Exactly. Well, I find out later that apparently <laughs> Missy was very active on LinkedIn. Yes. All of her, like several people told MPD that um, that was in public records. So, and then later on through life, I found out people do hang out and talk on LinkedIn. I just, I just didn't know. It didn't, didn't occur know to me. That either.
1: I had no idea. And I, I have a LinkedIn. I don't think I've been on it more than. Two times in probably the last three years, (laughs) you know I don't. I mean, you you get one because you're thinking, oh, it must be something I need to get, or you know, it's you know something useful. And then I just never found a use for it, so I never use it. (laughs) Right. So I just couldn't imagine people hitting each other up like that on LinkedIn. Don't even know how.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's wild. But you know, another thing that's kind of brilliant though is if your husband or your wife suspicious, probably the LinkedIn's the last place they're going to look. They're probably going to look at Facebook Messenger. That's true or Instagram yeah. messages before they would think, oh, yeah, I bet they're cheating on me on
1: LinkedIn. So I guess that was kind of brilliant. Yeah, that's but true. In that that's way. true. I agree. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, you know, that was interesting to hear that. And of course, everybody was like, oh, my goodness, it must be him. And I'm sure that's why he was like, oh, no, let me get this cleared real quick. So he, he got his cleared, you know, however, we don't know. And, um, and then, of course, they, they moved on to other people. And there's so much hearsay. And so we'll try to always tell our listening listeners that, you know, this is something that we've heard, but we do not know if it's true. We'll try to, you know. Right. It's not verifiable. Right. our facts. Because sometimes, you you know, you kind of lose track of that, of what you've, you know, heard. Oh, wait, that's not something I read. That's something I heard. So, you know. Right, right. But, but- it's a very complex case. Um, I mean, there's just so many bits to it. And I guess we could um talk about um what was it that happened shortly after that there's so many pieces it's hard. Um I guess it would be the um the uh dry cleaner's receipt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um.
0: That at first looked very sinister. Ended up, you know, go ahead. That's go okay. Out.
1: So it was only like a couple of days after this whole thing started, and so all of a sudden we get like breaking news. You know, there has been a there has been a piece of clothing dropped off at the dry cleaners in Midlothian by by Brandon Beavers' father, Randy Beavers, and there is blood on it. And everybody's like, "Whoa!" You know, I was, like, "Oh my goodness!" You know. So the dry cleaners recognized him recognized the name you know with the case a big a big you know high profile murder case and contacted the police department and said hey this this man just dropped off a you know shirt it has blood on it y'all gotta come get this thing so they come and confiscate the shirt get a search warrant confiscate the shirt and so they you know I guess he goes down to the police department with his son and they tell him, they said, what happened was him and his wife were in California traveling when Missy was murdered and they have a little dog I don't remember the dog's name now. I've forgotten, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So they're, they they come back from California. They travel back here, and they're staying with some family members. And they have this little dog. Well, the other family member has a bigger dog, and the two dogs got into a scuffle, and the little dog was bleeding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry that was just funny <laughs> like I think it whipped
1: its butt until it died I'm sorry okay. And so I, I guess blood got on their clothing and so for whatever reason they took the shirts in to get them dry cleaned and it caused red flags to go up so the police department confiscated it and and uh, it ended up they tested the blood on the shirts and it was not human blood so it was it was dog blood Right, But that was a huge thing forever. (laughs) Right. And that
0: ended up being just a whole lot of nothing. But I thought that was really interesting. But, you know, really think about it. I know a lot of people, oh, my goodness, the news stories, the comments in the news stories and other places are overrun with people saying, I know it was the father-in-law that did this. He may have a similar gait, but... I mean, really and truly, he was out of town. That's been verified. If that wasn't verified, if he was lying about being out of town, I mean, I'm sure he had been apprehended by now. Plus, um, everyone's like, well, it's really suspicious that the father-in-law just happened to be out of town. Well, no, he doesn't live in the area. Yeah, exactly. so I believe he was in the Austin even
1: area.
0: Yeah, he lives in Austin. So even if he was home, he wouldn't have been in the area. Right. But, Apparently, he and his wife travel in that RV. Yeah, because they're retired. A lot, they're, they're retired. Yeah, they're retired. Yeah, that's they're retired. What and retired that's mean. why that's why people buy those yeah. things. My aunt and uncle did the same yeah. thing. So yeah, that's not unusual at all. Yeah. And so people who want to harp on him being out of town, being suspicious, I
1: just um, I
0: I disagree with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not unusual for that family. Yeah,
1: it's. I, I've never thought that it was. His father. I don't. I really don't know why people are stuck on that. But I mean, you know, I. I mean, I well, and also back and back to your point about the dry cleaners. If you did
0: murder someone, are not even do that. And had, <laughs> yeah, and you had a bloody shirt. You're not just gonna dance into the dry cleaners down the street from where the crime occurred and be like, "Here's the bloody shirt." I mean,
1: <laughs> you know he would have to be really to stupid uh, 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 you know what i mean to get away with murder like that and then take the shirt in oh here we he go you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. thinking that was true so, but it was you know everybody that was, was pretty like, wild it's like, what is this but, you know i mean they gotta check it out so they do and they find out it's not human blood obviously it's blood from the dog and uh the, the dog hey died, so, renee you
0: know, we're having some uh audio difficulties that.
1: like that you know because it took time for them to send in the, the, the shirt and get tested DNA tested you know whatever and uh, so I'm I sure think we're, we're having, having some
0: audio like that, difficulties uh, can you know. hear me well welcome back I just wanted <laughs> to say I just wanted to say that we're never ever going to be called the technology broads that's for sure
1: <laughs> exactly. that is so not anyway,
0: a- <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. if this little wrap-up is going to be Another podcast, or if we're gonna have some way to edit it into the one that
1: just went kaput, but
0: whatever it is, we're back.
1: Yep, we're back. We're we're gonna finish this off, and then either put it together, or we'll have everybody you know know that the the second one will end the first one. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> we do not claim to be technology savvy. <laughs> <body. laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We're but, learning
0: how to do this podcast app here, and we're just doing the best we can. So, thanks for bearing with us, everyone.
1: We definitely are. So, but yeah, so that 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 went on for a little while, and 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 um and then I guess they finally got through all that, and and then where did it go from there?
0: Oh, the bloody shirt thing.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny.
0: There was a lot of activity in the media at the beginning. I mean, just like boom, 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 one thing after another. The bloody shirt.
1: Then, yeah.
0: Then they came out with more. Remember they had that first little um, bit of video from the church. And then there was a big news story several days later. Maybe it was a week or two later. We've got some more unreleased, you know, video from the church. Oh, there's more church videos. Everyone gathers around and watches that. And I think the bloody shirt happened after that second church video. And then, you know, something, things started to really die off after that. I think that the family got discouraged about all the online conjecture about family members being involved in the murder. And I think Mm -hmm. that. MPD started getting weirded out about all the psychos in the Facebook groups contacting them directly. That was yep. a mess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and then um, so many tips of people like I said just, you know, calling them saying, I think it's this guy that, you know, my friend, I've seen him out mowing and he walks funny or something, you know. I mean, Yeah,
0: exactly. I meant to mention stuff like that earlier when they started getting tips. What they were saying was, I remember them telling the public, what we want are facts. We don't want that you think that it looks yeah. like a, a girl because of this or a guy or we think it's a pregnant lady it's she they're like right. those aren't tips that's your opinion and we've got yeah. plenty of that here what we need right. is did you do you know this person did mm-hmm. someone come to work acting strangely yeah. the next day did he knew, you know
1: yeah, I mean they did a whole somebody did a whole story about is social media does it help or hurt cases? And I I, I think it's about fifty fifty, and that's kind of my opinion, and that's kind of what I read in the article. Right. But it doesn't talk about you know there are it, it 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 does have the ability to get stories out quicker than it used to. It does have the ability to get more information for people to go through to learn about it, so they can know what to look for. Um, kind of you know kind of know a little bit of background on the case quicker than you would in the past before social media came around. But then on the, on the, on the bad side, you know, you have these people that have access to this and they can just make rumors and those rumors run rampant before you can even stop them. Right. And it really does hurt things. So it's kind well, of, and it, and it hurts you know, people. You remember
0: that yeah. Dallas, do you remember that Dallas observer article that talked about all the wackos from the groups and people who've been thrown under the bus people's reputations were tainted. who had nothing to do with this murder?
1: Yes, and it was all because of silly things um, you know silly things like maybe their car looks similar or something like that, and nobody even checked to make sure that it was even you know the person's vehicle or whatever before running with it, and yeah, and it really does ruin people's lives, so yeah, that was the bad part about social media, so we try we're going to try to be really careful about things that we say and if if we happen to say something that um you know, we're, we're going to try to be really careful with what we say, you know, Did you
0: hear that beep beep? I wonder what that was.
1: I don't know. Hmm.
0: Okay. So anyway, um, so yeah, I think that our next podcast, more than likely we might go over some search warrants that we've become aware of, or Mm -hmm. we'll see, or we'll just see maybe that maybe some listeners will have an opinion on where we should go next. Um, we could also maybe go over some stuff that AJ Tucker went over with us. Um, We'll just have to decide. We'll post what we're going to do our next one on. If we don't hear any strong opinions from the public, we'll just uh, make a decision.
1: Yeah, we definitely want to hear from y'all and and see what types of things y'all want to discuss, any kind of questions that you may have, things that we can maybe research and find out, um, you know, any answers for you if we we can. Um, So we definitely want to hear from y'all what what you want to talk about, um, something that has always bothered you about the case that's never been talked about.
0: And I think I've said AJ Tucker's name four times now, and I haven't identified who he is. He is on the target list that we discussed earlier of the 10 phone numbers, nine people, he and his wife both. And he was, he is a camp gladiator coach, just like Missy is. And he was just starting. You know what he told me that I didn't realize was that that was his very first morning to teach the morning she got murdered.
1: Can you imagine? Can yeah. you absolutely imagine your first day at work of doing something and one of your, uh, coworkers that you, you know, have only known for however long, you know, it takes to uh-huh. you know, to, train, to do that job. I don't know. gets murdered. I mean, I oh like, on, on the job, crazy. you know, yeah. doing
0: what you're doing. Yeah. And, and so we'll go into more detail about the things that he told us, um, on our, I guess that'd be a great next episode, right? Yeah. So, um, we'll do that next. Um, I think we're running at about an hour now, so it's probably a good place to stop. Um, yeah. Okay. And um, thank you for those of you that are bearing with us through our technical difficulties. At least um, <laughs> at least we came back after we got cut off earlier. So right.
1: um, we, we, we will try to get better as we go along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> try to get the technical side down. So we really, really, really appreciate you guys for hanging in there and listening to us. And we really want to hear your feedback. Please let us know if anything on your mind.
1: Yeah, let us know how well you can hear us as well. We want to make sure that everybody can hear us good and that, um, and like I said, we work on the technical part of it and hopefully we won't have that problem again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to the True Crime Broads. We really appreciate you sticking with us on our first episode.
1: Y'all have a great night.